0: Into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds Podcast. It is a Monday. We're beginning a new week. This is an important week in the offseason today starts the winter meetings out in san diego the winter meetings are where it all happens we're going to talk about that here in just a minute also going to kind of set the table for where the reds stand as of right now and I'll get to your questions on the Locked On Reds line. Before we get to all of that, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. Also, save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513 549 0159 and check out LockedOnReds.com. So, today begins the winter meetings dick williams nick crawl and many of the team's personnel are flying out there as is all of the beat reporters and such of that nature folks that have media access not something i've got but you know who knows maybe one day down the road no idea but This is a huge time for any team in Major League Baseball, let alone a team that has decreed it will be super active. This is where all the trades go down. This is where a lot of free agent talks go down. And I know that as of late, the winter meetings have not been super eventful for the Reds, but just over the history of the winter meetings, it's the kind of place where business gets done. And it's funny because uh, up on Reds.com, Anthony Castrovenci, and I guess that's just, it's on MOB.com, but um, it's linked to on Reds.com. But Anthony Castrovenci kind of talks about the winter meetings and looks back at some of the history of it. Like back, for instance, back in 1975, the owner, Of the Chicago White Sox, Bill Veek, he just recently got the team back in 75. He literally sat up a table at the winter meetings. That year was in Fort Lauderdale. And he put a sign on the table that said, open for business. And he made six trades involving 22 players that one week. So stuff can happen, you know. Things can go down. I mean, a couple of notable names that moved during the winter meetings. Barry Bonds joined the Giants in 1992. Kevin Brown joined the Dodgers in 1998. A-Rod went to the Rangers. CeCe Sabathia, Albert Pujols went to the Angels. C.C. Sabathia at that point uh, went over to the Yankees for all of that money. And a lot of money changing hands in all of those moves. So things do get done. And the Reds are going to be super active. And they've been telling us all season that they're going to be very active. But as Anthony Castrovenci notes in this article, the winter meetings are a place, and it's at a Hyatt, uh, at a Grand Hyatt Hotel there in San Diego. He said that most teams, most uh, bigwigs from the teams, like Dick Williams or Nick Craw, don't even leave that building for the entire week. They go to San Diego, a beautiful city. I've been there. I love San Diego. Petco Park, very nice. Some nice beaches, really good food. Uh, Just phenomenal seafood, Great Mexican food, all of the above. Phenomenal time there. But most of these guys aren't even going to leave that hotel. They've got meeting after meeting after meeting. And then if it's productive, then they got a press conference. And if it's not productive, well, hey, it's time to set up some more meetings. And then you've got the beat reporters and the guys that cover the teams. They're just looking for anybody that works for the Reds and they're like, hey, hey, shred news, shred news here, shred news there. Spreading rumors, all that good stuff. It's gonna be a fun week to monitor our wonderful Reds. This is really where the offseason business gets done hopefully we're going to hear a really big move this week that'd be phenomenal if we go into Christmas with one more name on the plate so where do the Reds stand in that I'll tell you obviously with Moustakis the the infield is starting to come into view whether or not you're in this camp, I think most of us are in this camp but Some of you may think that other positions are more important. I would actually count myself in that group as well, but you may think that they need to go out and get a shortstop. Now there's D.D. Gregorius, who is available, but other than him, the the upgrade would be through a trade, i.e. Francisco Lindor, but that would be hard to imagine happening. Who knows? Maybe maybe it does. If they bring in Francisco Lindor, man, if, ooh, that's gonna be fun. But they also need to figure out because with Moustakis at second base, that all but guarantees Nick Senzel is gonna play center field. That is unless you get an obvious upgrade in center field, then you could put Senzel in left. Because I think I think that they, a, a good option here is to get. One of the three outfield spots because if you get a brand new, very good center fielder or a brand new, very good left fielder, then you shore up the other two spots because then you create a natural platoon with Winker and and you free up one of Winker, Aquino, or Irvin. and, And we know who's got the trade value there it's Winker and Aquino, but you free up one of those for a possible trade but you also create a very productive platoon and you take the pressure off of Aquino because let's not forget let's not forget this kid hasn't even played an entire full season in Major League Baseball yet and some of us are already saying he's the cleanup hitter out of the gate I don't like that like look I love Aquino I loved watching him play last season but it was two months it would be really foolish to hand this kid the cleanup hitting position. And they're not. The organization has mentioned that he has put his name in the hat to compete for a spot, but by no means does he have it on lockdown. And I like that they said that. We're going to keep looking at the roster situation and where the Reds stand here in just a moment. Also, want to talk about some Lockdown Reds line voicemails and text messages. But first, I don't know if you've seen this. It's something that um, I've seen some people post on social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or something like that. But Spotify has this thing called Wrapped. And if you are if you are a Spotify listener, use Spotify Wrapped to show us your Locked On podcast, your top Locked On podcast for the year. Just take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live. And tag my account, at LockedOnReds, on Twitter. And we'll share and retweet and all that good stuff. That's Spotify wrapped. Take a screenshot and then tag, at LockedOnLive and at LockedOnReds. Are you looking for a performance boost in the bedroom? Are you looking to satisfy your partner? Make them happy. I've got an idea for you. Check out BlueChew.com. And with this pr- promo code offer of MLB, you'll get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew will help you increase your performance in the bedroom because it's got the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, but it comes in a chewable form, which means it's ready when you are. You just got to chew it and do it with Blue Chew. And the way that you get it, is awesome too you just go to their website you fill out their online questionnaire you place your order it's sent to your door you don't have to have that awkward in-office doctor visit there's no waiting in line at the pharmacy you can increase your performance with Blue Chew by just going to BlueChew.com entering the promo code MLB to get your first order for free and then it's at your door that's a pretty awesome deal right there Blue Chew is the better cheaper Faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Reds podcast today. We're setting the stage looking at the Reds roster right now. We're looking at that. We're looking at, you know, getting an outfield spot, maybe a shortstop. I i, I think they've moved away from catcher. I think they looked at the situation outside of yasmani Grandall. And I think they believe that Tyler Stevenson is almost ready. That's just my take on it. That's kind of the way it feels if you notice there was something uh, a couple of days ago seattle traded their catcher omar narvaez and and me and doug gray had talked about him for a moment a couple of weeks ago but they traded omar narvaez to milwaukee and milwaukee traded someone no one's ever heard of from their minor league system to seattle to get him i.e someone one player you're gonna tell me that the reds got in that If the Reds were looking to upgrade a catcher, no more Narvaez offensively was an upgrade. Maybe they looked at him and they thought that his defense was too much of a liability to go after, but nonetheless, they felt it was not prudent to go after Narvaez, even though Milwaukee gave up someone who wasn't even in their organizational top 30, as far as prospects are concerned. So I think the Reds have moved away from catcher. And then you could argue that it'd be a good idea to sign a fifth starter. I think a good idea to start you know to sign a fifth starter or at least someone to compete with Tyler Malley would be a little bit more cost effective than going after Madison bumgarner. That's just my feeling on that. Madison Bumgarner is going to be expensive. he We know what we get in him. he's a great pitcher. don't get me wrong he's got a lot of mileage on that arm. but as your fifth starter, and, and I know that Madison Bumgarner per se would not be the fifth starter. That'd probably be Anthony DeSclafani or Trevor Bauer or whatever. But still, I, I think there's more cost-effective options out there that you can allocate your resources elsewhere. I'm not making excuses for the Reds being cheap, but I'm just saying that's how this could play out a lot better. And then maybe look for some bullpen arms as well. One or two guys would be pretty good. So that's where we're looking. For. We're looking at. Um, mostly it'd be great to get an outfielder maybe a shortstop bullpen arm, maybe a fifth starter you know not much, right? I mean, I, 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 four-fifths of the rotation is solidified it just is and then you've got first base is sewn up, third base is sewn up Nick Senzel's going to play somewhere, so that's another position that is sewn up now Whether or not you feel 100% confident in what you're going to get from Nick Senzel, that's another matter. But Nick Senzel's going to play as long as he's on this team. And it's just a fact. And Mike Mastakis, of course, locking up at second base. And catcher's starting to look like a lock too. So there's only a couple of positions to go after here in the winter meetings, but you can make splashes with those. Looks like I got a moment I'm going to get to one locked on Reds line question here. This one's a text message. Comes from Eli out in Montana. Shout out to Eli. I'm telling you, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I just I just wanted to go out to Montana and, I don't know, camp or something. I'm not sure what you do up in Montana, but it just sounds like a really cool place to go check out. Maybe I'm off base there, but I'm off base about a lot of things. But Eli has a great question. He asks, I was wondering if you could make any three moves, what would they be? So like I'm I'm the Reds General Manager and I can make three moves, what would they be? And and he asked this, uh, just to clarify, he asked this after the Red side, Mike Moustakis. So I don't you know, we're not including that in here. That's already happened. Three moves after Moustakas. First one this one, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's a no-brainer because there's plenty of options out there. Shout out to uh, Buddy Coop that hosts the Hunt for Reds October podcast. He, uh, he tried to uh, talk to Nick Crawl. He ran into him at Reds Fest just as Nick Crawl was in between places, and um, he told him he's like, "Man, are we gonna get Nick Castellanos?" And Nick Crawl was just like, "Well, you know, a lot of guys out there," and then he kind of blew him off, and then. Kept on going. So, you know, he's right. There are a lot of people out there, uh, but I'm with Coop on this one. Let's go get Nick Castellanos. That's the first move that I'm making because you plug him in at left field. He's got a great bat. Defensively, he's not great, but he can be hidden in the confines of the outfield of Great American Ballpark for the most part. And you're not super worried these days just with the way that all of the analytics, when it comes to Shifting and getting guys into the right position. And then also just the batted balls in general are far down. So defense isn't quite as important nowadays. It's still important. It's still a very viable thing. But at the same time, his bat outweighs any worry you've got with his glove. Bring him in right now. The second move that I would make. I really want a fifth starter that can push Tyler Malley. Now, maybe he gets beat out, and then I don't know what you do with him from there, because I think Tyler Malley is a very talented pitcher. I'm not giving up on him. As a fan, I still think that he could be a very viable fifth starter. But if we want to go into this season, this critical 2020, with as few question marks as possible, let's go get us a veteran fifth starter. Couple of names that I'm looking at as a cost-effective. Because I mentioned this earlier, if you're gonna go after a fifth guy, make it so that his financial bite out of the Red's supposed budget of spending this season. Make sure that it's not that big. And there's a couple of guys that are pretty decent that I don't think will break the bank. A guy that comes to mind is Wade Miley. Wade Miley showed himself to be a very viable pitcher under Derek Johnson. I think that. He could continue that success if you bring him in. There's also another guy out there, and he's a bit different from Ray, Wade Miley, but I still think he's a solid fifth starter option, or at least a solid dude to compete with Tyler malley and that's Ivan Nova. When you look at Nova, his numbers don't necessarily jump out at you, but I think that's what you need in a fifth starter because if you're going for a guy whose numbers jump out at you, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit more for him. Last year, Nova had a 4.72 ERA, so not amazing, but doable. And then also, he did okay at keeping the ball in the yard, 1.4 homers per nine. But all around, 187 innings pitched, pretty solid there. I think that he's a guy that is worth a look. As, you know, as far as he's cost effective, if it's something that's expensive, then just go look at Alex Wood. See what Alex Wood would take to come back and see if he's fully healthy. No one would know better than the Reds if he is fully healthy. He could be a viable fifth starter option. And then the third move that I would make. And, and you know, this is even supposing that this idea is even on the table because it would take two to tango in this instance. but. I would trade for Francisco Lindor. I really would, and I know that it will take a lot. But when you sign Nick Castellanos, that's going to be a you know three, four, five-year deal. So that makes one of Jesse Winker or Aristides Aquino expendable. You throw one of them in a trade, you throw a couple of prospects in the trade like Hunter Green, they're going to have to be top guys. I'd say probably Hunter Green and then... Maybe you could throw in Jonathan India, and then maybe another mid-level guy, I don't know, like Tony Santian or Vladimir Gutierrez, something like that. You throw them all in there, you go after, and you go get Francisco Lindor. You bring him in, you start printing playoff tickets, you start pl- printing World Series tickets. Those are the three moves I make. Go sign Nick Castellanos, go get you a fifth starter like Wade Miley or Ivan Novo, or maybe even just bring in Alex Wood again, and then make a trade for Francisco Lindor, because then your outfield, or your infield, sorry, infield, is legit, and probably elite. They're Definitely legit, but probably elite, with Vado, Moustakis, Lindor, and Suarez. That would be amazing. But those are the three. Thank you so much for the question, Eli. Really appreciate you listening all the way out in Montana. Love that we've got Reds fans in Montana, because the Reds are awesome. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you listen tomorrow. On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to have the first ever Joe, uh, a minute with Joe, probably have a better name for it by the time I actually put it up there, but a segment from the question and answer that I got to sit in on, on Saturday. Uh, we're gonna break that up. Gonna play that throughout the off season in different segments and stuff. But a great segment coming. Hopefully some good winter meeting updates. I'm gonna be all over the rumors and everything flying out of the Hyatt in San Diego, and you know more off season talk. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on all the podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter and my mini handles of Locked On Reds and at Jeff Gar with three Fs. Save that Lockdown On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 and go over to lockdownreds.com for even more content. Thanks again for listening. My name is Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.